No, I'm not ready. No? Okay. Okay, now I'm ready. Oh, oh, okay, perfect. No, well, you should have done that. <laughs> Welcome to You Are The Host, the podcast where you are the host, and by you I mean Nick and Tony. You guys have been on the podcast before, but under a different context. What's up? That yeah. episode was a little, little. It's been a while. Weirder. Plus, this setup's better, right? Or is it not? What have we proven? I'm digging the new setup. Yeah, okay, cool. It's definitely cool. better. I don't know. This will be the first episode that's recorded at this angle, so be interesting. Um, so I don't want to talk about it right now, but I want to like get into it a tiny bit. You guys uh, started up a business. Yeah, and mm-hmm. eat, and it revolves around mushrooms. And I just have one question: um, What's the steps in making mushrooms? And does and does it involve water? It does. Yeah, there's some water. Use okay. a lot of water. Well, that's good because this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Sawyer Products, <laughs> and they help us get clean water with their filters. So. Nice. Yeah, and they also have other products like the keratin and methrin, which repel bugs. So, I mean, if you guys are like, uh, I don't know, in the backwoods and you don't have stable water, you know, you could uh, get clean water from filtered water. Nice. So, yeah, this episode is sponsored by, uh, by Sawyer. Go to the description. Click on the link. Sweet. Um, but for real, like, do you need clean water to make mushrooms? I feel like it would be the opposite. Uh, no, I mean, you do. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of bacterial infections and different things that can get through with water. Uh, we do our best to treat it uh, through, like, steam sterilization and pressure sterilization. So it kills most things, but uh, it is nice to have, like, a raw water system or something to clean okay. everything out because you still uh, you still mist and use an ultrasonic humidifier, so it's putting water you know in the air and uh i've dealt with a little bit of botulism infections and stuff so we're looking into he wanted me to cut in here and say that he meant to say bacteria blotch not botulism trying to change some of that stuff up we use uv sterilization right now but i think uh the cleaner water you start with the better product you're going to end up with in the end gotcha well um before we get too much into that if you guys want to talk about it you can um just explain what business is how it happened why you're doing all that so uh, i got into mushrooms about a year ago and it has sort of taken over most of my house (laughs) so we have uh, (laughs) kind of decided that we wanted to share our passion with the community um we've been looking into turning it into a legitimate business for a while and uh I mean, it just seemed like we were doing a lot of the work anyway, and we wanted to share it. So uh, me and Nick got together, um, businesses, Monster Family Mushroom Farm. Uh, We're a limited liability company, and uh, right now we're trying to market to restaurants and uh, small niche grocery stores, that such. Uh, until next summer when the farmer's markets open back up and we can get into a couple farmer's markets and start to share with the community and grow our, our business that way. Yeah, so you guys actually like did all the work and applied and became an LLC? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. We've got our EIN number through the IRS and we're LLC. And Was that a lot of work? Or? Not really. Uh, the EIN number's free. I found out the hard way that there are a bunch of scam companies out there that take you through the process and then they want you to pull out your credit card and mm. pay hundreds of dollars for it. So be aware of that if you're going through that process. But as long as you go to the RAF's website, that part's free. Uh, it's only a couple hundred dollars to do the uh, limited liability application, and that's uh, all you really need to get started. So Okay. What, what kind of benefits does that offer? Because I know other – like I was thinking about it for a podcast in a podcast sense now that we're making money, and uh, I know other podcasts do it, but what's the benefits right. to it? So a limited liability gives you separation from your personal assets to your company. So if something happens with your company and somebody decides to sue you for you know various reasons, you offended them or whatever, um, <laughs> then they are suing your company and not you. And there's a clear division of your personal money and assets versus your company so that you're protected. Gotcha. So, I mean, in a lot of cases, for the, you know, 200 or less dollars that it costs to do that, it's probably a good idea for anybody in this day and age to 
at least be an LLC. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so obviously you said it's taken over your house and stuff, but Nick, how did you get involved in this then? So uh, Anthony came to me and he just started talking about mushrooms. And I was like, a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cool. Yeah. Mushrooms, sweet. And then, um, I don't know, I kind of started to get into it and experience it more and realize that I love it just as much as he does. And I don't know, they're just, they're sweet. I'm still learning how the process works and everything, but um, kind of helping out on the sales aspect and, gotcha. you know, talking to restaurants and things like that. So, okay. I, I don't uh, know. Wait, how, just, did, how, cool. did he, how did it get you? Like, what did he do to introduce you to it? Uh, he just talking about it all the time. And I just, I, I know it's just a fascinating process seeing how they, grow and and i think the biggest thing for me is learning um the correct information instead of all the misconceptions about mushrooms when you talk about mushrooms a lot of people think like oh it's grown out of shit or you know Mm -hmm. whatever and like sometimes that's the case but i don't know it's just it's totally different from what i expected and it's just fascinating right cool cool um so have you met with any chefs Uh, yeah a couple yeah. yeah and how does that go has that been interesting um we've had a couple different reactions so initially what kind of what we thought was going to go down and what we've heard from other people who are doing the same thing is uh you won't even make it back to talk to the chef and what you need to do is just drop off a sample and and say here this needs to go to the chef and then before they can object you're out the door already and then um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of your way of getting your product in front of the chef but uh first place that we walked into we're like hey can we talk to the chef and they're like yep right back this way and took us back to the kitchen Anthony and I just looked at each other like, oh, shit, we didn't think we were going to make it this far. We didn't train for this. Right. <laughs> this wasn't part of the protocol. Um, uh, but I don't know. It was cool. We got back there, and uh, um, the first chef we talked to, he, you know, at first he was like, oh, yeah, mushrooms, cool, whatever. And then he opened up that box and looked at him, and he's like, holy shit. Yeah, that was his exact reaction. And so, I don't know, it was really cool. Yeah, it was he really uplifting. It. it was um, kind of what we needed. There was a lot of work for, for many months to get us to that point and uh it was kind of the reaction that we needed to kind of pick up our spirits and let us know that we're we are on the right path you know um it was actually such a positive experience he started asking about pricing and it just went right out of my head i'm like <laughs> looking and trying to add it up like i don't know how much they are give me a second you know so yeah <laughs> we just on our way there we talked about pricing yeah, like did. pretty much half of the drive right, well, because like you said you weren't expecting to even get to that point so it's right. like, what do yes. you even do <laughs> he's like how much are they and anthony's like uh they're they cost um <laughs> <laughs> I had to try to figure out what they were per pound and how like, much is in a case. I was like, it's $14 per and pound. Work backwards. So this case is five pounds. Gotcha. Which so, is a little more. So a full case is 10 pounds, and that goes for 140 bucks. for mixed oysters. Gotcha. So it's 80 for a half a case. And, uh, you know, you get a little bit of a break if you buy a full case or more. So, so I mean, he probably could feel that you guys were like new to the oh 100 yeah. percent. Uh, yeah, yeah. i mean we told them that it, i mean we're just starting out we're right. fresh fresh mm-hmm. company so and to be honest you know we, we have talked back and forth we probably have the ability right now to service a, a few restaurants and a couple of grocery stores with how much i can currently produce um but i i think we would like to just take on one of each maybe and spend time consistently producing a product for them. I don't care if I have leftover. We eat a tremendous amount of mushrooms ourselves. So we're just trying to take it slow and make sure that we can. My main concern is to produce a quality product and a consistent product. Gotcha. Um, so what makes somebody want to buy your mushrooms over like fucking anybody else's just regular mushrooms? I know they're gourmet mushrooms, but like... Right. There are other gourmet mushroom companies. There are. So mushrooms are, they need to be fresh. The reason you don't see mushrooms in the store uh, other than, you know, typically portabellas um, is because they don't have a very long shelf life. You have roughly a week to utilize them. So shipping them long distances is pretty much out. Um, The other thing is quality. Uh, I focus on the genetics and work the quality I buy only top tier genetics. I run tests on things, and if they don't meet my standards, they don't stay in production. So we try to produce incredibly high quality, big, beautiful flushes of uh, very good mushrooms. 
Okay, and how? Um, well, I don't know anything about the process, but how is that going to turn a profit in the end? You know. So uh, mainly, a lot of it's done in bulk. Uh, mushrooms can be sort of expensive to grow if you're doing small batches, but it's one of those things where uh, a lot of the cost is in the labor and then the equipment. So if you're already doing the labor and the equipment to scale up is not a huge amount of money investment wise. So in the beginning, the profit might not be great, but as we scale up and produce more, uh, for instance, we sterilize uh, in a barrel steamer right now. It's an atmospheric uh, sterilization unit and we can fit 200 pounds of substrate in there. As I jump into a larger unit and run for the 24 hour process, I'm utilizing the same amount of energy roughly, uh, but I'm, producing a much larger volume of substrate so that's where your cost savings starts to come in gotcha um what is your house you said they're all over your house uh, where, what do you how what is the environment that they need to be in to produce them so uh, a cooler temperatures uh, right now we're running more warm weather strains just because it, it's summer it's warm and it's uh it's kind of difficult to keep their environment in the low 60s which is where i want it um, but I, right now we're growing in, uh, big grow tents that are made for like hydroponic setups. Um, they need humidity. So we fluctuate our humidity between 60 and 90%. Um, uh, they need, uh, light. A lot of people don't think mushrooms need light. They grow in caves, they grow in the dark, but, uh, they're not photosynthesis, but they do utilize light, uh, to grow. So they're on a 12 hour light cycle with, uh, LED lights. And then it's just uh, temperature and humidity. So maintaining between uh, 62 and 70 degrees roughly um, at that humidity level of target right around 80 to 90%. And that's really all they need. Wait, so these grow tents are just in your backyard or what? No, I actually have a 5x5 five five grow tent in one of our 10x10 10 10 bedrooms. <laughs> I have a clean room in the closet with a laminar flow hood that I do all of the technical work in. And then I've repurposed uh, old glass door refrigerators into incubators and put heat tape in them to incubate all of the genetics. So this is something you guys are both pretty passionate about, right? Yeah. Uh, you think that this oh, could yeah. be, uh, you yeah. want it to be like your career? Absolutely. Yeah. It has completely consumed my life. I mean, it, <laughs> it, I have a 2,000 square feet house with a, just under a 1,000 square feet garage. And I would say roughly two-thirds of my home at this point is dedicated to mushroom growing. Yeah, and how does your family feel about that? Um, <laughs> my wife is excited to get to the point where we can get a building outside of the home, right. but she <laughs> is feeding off of my passion. I wouldn't say she's as passionate as I am about it, but she sees the work that I put in and how much I love it. Well, that's good. And it's gotten to the point where even my kids are getting involved. My wife gets involved. It's all hands on deck to help out. Uh, my youngest, you know, talks to the mushrooms and pats them and he <laughs> kiss them and stuff. You know, it, it, we treat them like, uh, uh, we treat them good. We put love into the product, and they in turn give us They're love right. back out. So cage free, well treated mushrooms. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I don't know about the cage free. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't exactly tell you that they're free range, but they are treated in exceptionally well. Right. Um. So doing the sales, Nick. Uh, that's what you said. You're mostly doing right now. Yep. Uh, how are you finding like people to connect with to to buy these? Um, I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is just to walk into a place, just say, hey, this place might want mushrooms, and just walk in there and say, hey, want some mushrooms? And okay. they're, like, and they're like, no, what, like psychedelic? No. That no, seems no, to be the common not, question. Yeah, Everybody right. thinks you're peddling psychedelic well, mushrooms. Even the banker, when we set so, up our business banking yeah. account, was like, is this for psychedelics? So I don't know. So my process is always, I always throw the word gourmet mushrooms in there. And yeah. Um, yeah. a thing that I've been trying is reaching out through, like, um, if they have a Facebook set up for their business, I'll reach out that way, explain who I am, what my deal is, see if they'd be interested in a box of samples just to try them out. And then um, if they say, yeah, then you know, roll in there with them. We do do a lot okay. of market research too. Um, we look into restaurants menus and try to see, do they have vegan options? Um, mushrooms it, when they're cooked properly have a very meaty texture. So they're a great substitute for meat. Um, 
you know, pulled pork sandwiches is one that is, they're very commonly used to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that's got vegan options, vegan restaurants, Mediterranean, um, Asian foods cook a lot with mushrooms. So we try to focus a lot of our time and energy on places like that. But I mean, realistically, they go in everything. I, I put them on gourmet mushrooms on pizza and they're. Oh, that was, I thought that was a computer. That's all good. Rookie mistake. As long as it's not my computer <laughs> causing issues. Um, have you guys gotten a secured buyer yet, or is it still just like you're kind of giving them to people, let them try them, or not giving them, but selling them to them, let them try it out? No. Still mostly in the sample process. Right. We have some people that are interested uh, that, that say they want to do business. Um, I think getting that first sale is kind of difficult. For a restaurant, consistency is of the utmost important. If they hit a home run with a new menu choice and people are wanting it, they're going to expect that product. And I think they're somewhat hesitant to take a chance on a new up-and-coming business. So it's a little tough in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I could feel that. I mean, obviously completely different uh, industries, but trying to get a sponsor for this podcast is like, Come hang out with us. Who you know? There's four million podcasts, and uh, ours is small. Come sponsor us. It's like right. It's, right. it's weird to like reach out to people when you know that you're the small guy in the market. So, do you feel the same as like once you have that first sponsor, other potential sponsors take you a little more serious? Um, I haven't yet been able to test that theory because we just got our first sponsor, and at the exact same time, we got a second second sponsor okay. so and obviously those aren't connected at all because we didn't even have our sponsor aired yet so right so it's really hard to test that theory yet but we'll see as okay. i continue along with things so um yeah so okay. we'll see how that goes but um long term do you guys plan to be big big or do you just want to be like a kind of like a um small- i would I would like to branch out and grow it. I mean, I'm passionate enough about it that I, I enjoy getting the information out to people. Mushrooms have incredible benefits. Um, things like uh, causing neurogenesis and stuff with uh, lion's mane, using them as supplements. They're doing research with turkey tails, uh, treating cancer. Uh, cordyceps is the uh, you know stamina mushroom. They're using it as like an enhancement for athletes to increase performance. Um, there's so many incredible benefits to mushrooms that I would like to get that information out to people and let them know that there's a, a whole other world of things out there that you can eat and utilize to make your quality of life better. Um, I've been using a lot of it, like I said, over the past year and my life today is drastically different than what it was a year ago. And I think that's where a lot of my passion comes from. And I just want to share that with as many people as I can. So uh, as big as this is willing to go, I'm willing to ride it and take it as far as it will take me. Okay. Nick, have you had an experience like that with him? Um, I would say probably very similar. The other thing for me is like, I would say spreading the knowledge that there's more than just portabellas and truffles out there, you know, which are the two most common you see on a menu when you go somewhere. There's so many different mushrooms so many different ways to use mushrooms that people don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And we're still learning a lot of that ourselves. You know, I, I haven't had an opportunity to try everything. We're constantly, you know, growing new mushrooms. Uh, shiitake is one that everybody talks about. I just tried recently and it's incredible. It's uh, a medicinal mushroom as well as a gourmet. Um, so it's just, and they're finding new stuff all the time. There are literally, hundreds of thousands of species we have no idea what's out there we've just barely begun to scratch the surface of it so i'm excited to uh learn more about them myself i just did some kebabs with shiitake last week they were really good yeah well, we're so about to do kebabs with uh portobellas so nice <laughs> portobellas that's the common one and yeah portobellas are good there's nothing good, wrong with a like, portobello but there's a lot better options it shouldn't be the one that everyone knows no there's no reason i mean it. if you like a portobello you will absolutely love a shiitake it is incredibly similar but yep. it has a lot more uh, nutritious benefit than what a portobello has which i know i've had a shiitake before at some fancy restaurant they had it on a burger so yeah yeah um i mean i love mushrooms so so it seems like uh, I should try a lot more mushrooms, but I just get whatever I can when I go to the store. Well, we can hook you up. Well, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so where are you getting most of your information? 
Uh, I've joined a lot of online communities, a lot of books. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of information on YouTube. Uh, shout out to Andrew Reed over at Mossy Creek Mushroom. Uh, I have binge watched all of his videos. I'm in his Discord group. Uh, there's a Monday night chat uh, that we get into and we can bounce questions and ideas off of each other. And uh, a lot of this is really pushed by the hobbyists and the small farms that are trying to take it to a small commercial scale. Uh, they're the ones grinding and coming up with innovative ways to do this. Not like there's a mushroom store that you can go to and say, I would like to be a mushroom farmer. Let me buy everything that I need because... Uh, a lot of it, you have to be innovative and come up with it on your own. And the more of a community that you have, the more you can teach and share and bounce those ideas off of each other. And uh, Andrew and his discord and the way that they have everything set up in the community that they have built has been a tremendous help uh, shortening that learning curve for us. Cool. As long as you're not in Andrew Tate's discord. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't paying no 50 bucks a month for that. Right. <laughs> Actually, they closed it anyways, so. Mm. Yeah, he got shut down on Discord too. Um, anyway, so where uh, is it? You guys have a website right now? Uh, we don't. We're working on a website right okay. now. Uh, right now, it's uh, what? What do we set up? We, we got, just recently uh, got our Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook. and TikTok, TikTok set up. Right and that's now, just so. Monster Family Mushrooms everywhere. Yep. 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 Monster Family Mushrooms. Cool. Well, thanks for talking about mushrooms for a while. Now I wanted to change it up a little bit. I wanted to talk about you guys have been, well, I don't know if you guys have been recently, but you guys have been diving into owning a piece of property, camping, all that. Right. So I did want to mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit. So go ahead and uh, why don't we just start by how did you guys get into camping? I mean, that's a dumb question, but a lot of people have to answer it. So right. on this podcast, especially. <laughs> so I had a buddy that had a section of land that he was looking to get rid of, but he wanted to keep it close in the family um so that he knew his neighbors um me and uh your guys's brother uh jacob had always talked about doing something like that and it seemed like uh before jacob passed we had a lot of plans but not very much action and i think it gave me a big push when he passed that it is time to start acting because it kind of shined a light on how short life is right so I had reached out to Nick, and uh, after Jacob's passing, me and Nick have grown a lot closer, and I think it's because we both decided to start acting on some of those things that we had always planned and never done anything with. So when the opportunity presented itself to buy that section of land, I reached out to Nick and asked if he would be in, and he was, so we pulled the trigger and bought it, and we've spent the last... What has it been? It's a little over a year now? Yeah, we're coming up on two years in, in fall here. Cool. So we spent the last two years drastically changing that place to be a haven for us to kind of retreat to and reset our batteries. Um, and it does just that. Yeah. Um, Jake does not get talked about a lot on this podcast, but I will say a part of this podcast is probably because of him, because the same thing you were just saying. A lot of stuff we always said, let's do this, let's do this never actually happened right yeah. and uh and i believe a lot of that was uh, accompanied with alcohol so yeah when, <laughs> we'd when, be getting drunk let's do this and the next yeah. day it's like ah, oh, we forgot about it yeah when jake passed away it was a huge awakening for me that like you know i might not be here tomorrow you might not be here tomorrow mm -hmm. and so you know we just have to if you want to do something just do it you don't have time exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I think that that opened up a lot in, in us three, especially. So right. I think we all grew a lot closer, too, mm -hmm. after that happened. For Absolutely. Sure. Would this be a good moment to insert better help as a response? <laughs> I'm not actually going to do that. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> What's up? It's good content. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you like that? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. It's going to be a gif. Yeah, bring him over here. We'll do it for the podcast. <laughs> put, put the guest to work. Okay. Okay, we're going to... I don't know how we're going to go back in now to that. We'll figure it out. Don't even cut it out. Dude, just, just leave all that in, in there. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> we really do have a BetterHelp link in the description. 10% off. What is that for? Uh, therapy. Oh. Uh, technically, they aren't a sponsor, 
but okay. I am allowed to say we have a link in the description that'll give you ten percent off and we get money if you guys click on it. So right. Um, but I I'll admit uh, <laughs> I lost my fucking mind when Jake died and I didn't know what to do, so I went to BetterHelp and I uh, subscribed for one month. So that's like four sessions I did of therapy. And how and was that experience? Did that it was you? good. It was. You know, I it it did help me. I would say I'm not the type of person that therapy will benefit. I won't. I don't want to say it won't benefit me because it did. But like, I don't want to stay in therapy because I don't feel like I really need that that right. C- you know, communication with somebody. But she did help me realize that like I can't just sit around and and be upset about everything happening in my life at the time. Right. She's like, uh, and, and I don't think she actually meant what I did, but she said, you know, uh, don't just sit inside. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then I started backpacking, and that's really where my therapy happened for myself. See, I, so, okay. I think yeah. there are different forms of therapy. For us, mm-hmm. getting out to the lake and spending that time together is uh, is sort of our form of therapy. It, it helps us reset and get a lot of things off. And I noticed the weekends, the weekends that we get to go out there, that Monday back to work, I feel recharged versus the weekends when I have things going on and can't make it out to the lake. Yeah. Uh, you just don't seem to get enough of a weekend. Yeah, well, it's like it's like a whole disconnect, you know. It's so nice to just mm-hmm. you aren't here except for I got an issue with you and the disconnect, but we'll get to that. Okay, <laughs> you can disconnect from everything, and you're just like it's just me, the woods, the stars, everything. It, that's for me, anyways, because you know I'm going backpacking, I'm sleeping in the backwoods, I'm looking at mm-hmm. the stars. For you guys, and I have nothing against it, but it seems like you're glamping more than camping. Oh, I was going to say, sure. when when you said camping and then brought up you know that piece of property, I always call it going to the cabin. Right. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, I have, you know, it's a travel trailer, not a, a tent. I've mm-hmm. got, you know, air conditioning and fucking Wi-Fi and, right. and you know, we're watching TV. But you have Wi-Fi out there now? Oh, uh, well, oh, I mean, I got phone. that Are you using my, your phone. phone. Gotcha. Yes, I shouldn't okay. say Wi-Fi, but I'm using my phone as a hotspot. So you all hook um, up Wi-Fi. <laughs> you, know, you know, we got the fridge running so the beer's cold. Right. We got a yeah. microwave in there if but I want to make a But that's more of just a luxury to retreat to. It's not like right. we spend our time in there. I mean, we're still out there in hammocks under the stars. We're still, you know... Uh, we had an incredible weekend. Of the I think it might have been the last time we were out there, actually. Is that when you all saw uh, When well, we saw the UFO. Yeah, okay, yeah that yeah, was yeah, I was gonna get wild as shit. <laughs> but also, so we've seen it two nights in a row, by the way. So it wasn't a fluke, and we were able to point it out to our spouses. What do you mean? You saw it two nights in a yeah, row? Yeah, we two saw nights it in two row. nights in a row in the exact same spot. In the exact spot. same spot, flying the same path. But weird. I think it was I think it was farther away from. I mean, it seems like a drone, but I was kind of wondering like how expensive and nice of a drone would you have to have to be flying around in the dark? I mean, Wait, if so it was second, a drone, it was government. Second time was exactly the same. Exactly, you didn't same. get a better look at it. No, uh, no, it seemed like it was farther away the second time. Right, the second time it was incredible. But it flew close. the same path. But what's was, around that area? Maybe that would uh, explain if it was I government. Have no idea. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> out there. But we yeah, actually, no uh, the other thing that happened that weekend, there was a massive thunderstorm in southern Minnesota, and we were setting out. It was perfectly clear skies. You could see this, this whole sky lit up with stars, but it kept, like, flashing because the lightning was lighting up the entire sky, even though the storm was 200 miles south of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, that it was, was, it was incredible. Wild. Those are some of my favorite times is when you can see the... Like, just the other night, we had a tornado warning coming through here. I don't know if it or not. Oh, I shouldn't even say that. I'll just believe it up. I don't know if they did or not, but here we did. Yeah. Um, we got hit by a storm. I don't think it went up We were far. in a uh, tornado watch for a few hours, but I don't even think I saw yeah. any rain. Yeah, we didn't get rain or nothing. I mean, we, we had didn't get clouds. We had a warning, like, 10 miles away from here. Tornado hmm. actually touched down or whatever. Well, anyways, that storm was fucking crazy. It was literally like it was daytime outside. So Weird. those are my favorite. Those are my yeah. favorite storms. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. We've had a lot of crazy things that happen out there. We talk about it all the time. I mean, some of the things that have happened when we've gotten together to just hang out is, is like wild. Crazy as, as far as paranormal or just crazy as crazy? Yeah. Just crazy. Like, like we had an eagle fly right in front of us. I mean, you could have chucked your beer can at it and it swooped down, grabbed a fish, and another eagle swooped down and they grabbed the fish in their claws and we're like grappling over this thing right in front of us. And it, yeah. it was one of the craziest things I've yeah. ever seen. It was awesome. Uh, but there's things we've similar had, to that that happen like all the eagles, time. Like land in a tree and just like look at us, and it's like right the there. Owls that are I mean, out we got there. Owls out there. And there was one that night murder where three, crows. three owls 
landed in the tree and were just like staring at us. And they were just right. hanging out. And there was a tree that was All around. right by where we were. And they hoot back. The owls are my favorite, man. They sit there and they'll yell back and forth to each other all night you, long. And he gets irritated. Yes, yeah. it's really cool, but it's like <laughs> at some point it's like, can you three just in the be morning, quiet yeah. so I can Shut go to sleep, please? <laughs> well, and that's the thing for me with backpacking is like everybody thinks that you're going to be out there and it's terrifying because it's so dead quiet and it's the backwoods. No, uh-uh, it's man. loud as Those shit. Those woods get louder in the nighttime than the daytime. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah sure. Crickets, frogs, well, coyotes, birds, coyotes, while sleeping, while sleeping in my tents out there, three times now I've, I've heard an animal get murdered straight up. Nice. Just like another animal kill another animal, like just right behind my tent. I mean, it happens. The last time we were out there... It was quiet enough that you could hear the swarm of mosquitoes buzzing, <laughs> and that was one of the eeriest sounds I've ever heard yeah, in my entire yeah. life because I started to think to myself, how many freaking mosquitoes does that have to be right. to make that sound? I mean, enough that you would have to pack up and run from the fucking things. <laughs> You brought up the crows. Um, I totally forgot about that story. We, we were out turkey hunting, and... Um, it, we we just weren't seeing anything, and I was I was uh, I laid back and I was looking at the sky, and I think you were looking up at about the same time, and hundreds and hundreds of crows started flying over us. They like blacked out the yeah, sky. Yeah, dude, it looked like the sun went away for a minute. It, it got shaded completely, shaded for like a solid ten minutes. We sat there and watched this huge. Dude, it had to been thousands of, of them fly over us. Jeez. That's insane. And you just were just hanging out. And you're just like, yeah. yeah. We were we're just, just we were just looking for turkeys, nuts. and we were just bored of looking for turkeys. So we just looked up, and all of a sudden, there's thousands of crows flying over us. Yeah, that was one of the craziest things that I think that's happened to us, if not the craziest thing. That was wild. Another thing I've noticed is every time we bring up the crazy stuff that happens to us, more crazy stuff happens right after we're done talking about right. it. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's one thing that I will say, like, that's probably why it's such a, like, how did you describe it? Like, for me, it's like therapy. You just said it was like, it's just like a reset. It's a reset. Yeah, like yeah a reset. it's like recharge your batteries. Right. And I think that that is the case, because when, when you're out there in nature, and you're like, it, you feel so fucking small, it's hilarious. Right. You ever get that? Like, where you're like, absolutely. I am, you, like, humans, since we're, like, on the top, you know, of all the animals, we think we're, like, the shit, but as soon as you go out in nature, you're like... You realize how we, fragile you yeah, really yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. We're only we're only where we are because of the things we are able to make. Right, because our, our ability yeah. to make tools, yeah. But if we were just out there, it's like, I'm so small. I, get, right. <laughs> like, right. I would die without Sawyer backing me up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. So what do you guys do for water out there anyways? Uh, we usually bring water with us. Right now, we don't have anything set up. We've looked into setting up a sandpoint to do dishes and stuff, but uh, I don't know. We're we're right off the shore, so we've yet to look into like the legality of getting a permit to dig a well or something. But right. at some point, the plan is to have an outbuilding out there and be able to kind of do it more than just the six month stretch through yeah. the summer. Yeah, I mean, you know? bringing it with us is is fine for right now. So getting like a well or whatever is is kind of a down the road thing. Yeah, I got you. Well, I can point you guys in the direction of some uh, great filters of water. So, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got the lake right there. Just yeah, no. suck water Let up from the you, lake yeah. and clean it. Filters Let me tell you, um, those filters are brilliant. Like they allow. I've never gotten sick once, and I've drinking some very questionable water. <laughs> um, they do not change the flavor at all. It tastes exactly like whatever you just took out of. So all the lakes in Minnesota still taste like lakes from Minnesota. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Does not That's change surprising. the flavor. So, yep. so what do you need to do? that? Don't you need a carbon filter to take that flavor out? Um, yeah, I don't know. And then like they're, the filters I'm talking about obviously are like super small. So, right, like, they right. don't have... Is it like, kind of like a life straw sort of thing that you're talking it, about? It or? looks like it, but uh, obviously that's... One of Sawyer's competitors, but so it's just a very small, <laughs> okay. like uh, micron filter that filters everything out. Yeah, I don't know the actual science behind it. I mean, I'm sure if you go on their website, you can like read it. But like, yeah, it's just a little tiny portable filter, and they actually made one that's even smaller yet. But people complain about it because it gets clogged too easy. Okay, but their regular squeeze filter is just and whatever. You're meant to just drink right through. You it? can drink or? straight from it, but how it works is like you either attach like smart water bottles are the are the go to for a lot of people who use them. I use the bags that come with the filter and you fill the bag up with the dirty water, you screw it on and then you squeeze the water out and it shoots out the other side. Okay. And like I have men 
I dehydrated myself one time last year. It was super um, dry, you know. I dehydrated myself in Wisconsin, and because it was like the water, like even when you're using the filter and you know it's safe, you're still looking at the water you're taking it from. So you want to avoid, you don't want to see yourself taking out of like a shit puddle, and you're like, mm -hmm. this is what I got to drink. So I dehydrated the fuck out of myself, and I got to a lake, and I was just squeezing it straight in my mouth, like. Well, in in most cases, I thought filtering water is not enough for it to be safe. Yeah, so... Don't it, you need to also heat it? No, you can just straight up... Well, and I don't know, I can't speak for other filters, but with Sawyer, they kill 99.9% .9 of bacteria, so it's like... Yeah, there's actual chemical packets you can put in, too. Okay. I saw a survival kit that you put it in a pouch, put a chemical in, and it dropped all the sediment yep. completely out of it. It you was can, crazy. A lot of people do chlorine tabs, okay. so like when... When there are people hiking uh, the CDT and the PCT, which are both long trails on the uh, central and the west coast, and they're all in the deserts, there is a lot of you don't get water because you're in a desert, obviously, and so you drink out of a lot of cow, like, like they're little puddles of water that cows drink and shit in, basically, and you can't use a filter because it will clog your filter, and you'll be spending so much time getting rid of your filter, so a lot of people use the, uh, they're basically chlorine tabs. And you just drop in the water and it kills all the bacteria. Well, the problem with that is when you fill up your cup or your bottle with the shit water and you put the tab in there, yeah, it's killing the bacteria. You know it's safe, but it's still got all that shit in the water. So all those clumps, all that shit, it's all still there. It's disgusting. But that is an option, too. Hmm. You don't have to heat your water. But boiling your water is the most efficient way to make sure everything is dead. Okay. So, But I still, so what I'll do is when I'm cooking out there, because I just recently started cooking. And so I'll filter my water. And use that filtered water in my food when I'm cooking. That's double. That's double kill, you know. But I'll have to get with you the next time you go next summer. I want to. One of the products I want to try to get into is getting mylar bags and putting in like seasoning and whatever and mushrooms mm -hmm. and making like vegan backpacking options. Yeah. That are super lightweight. That all be completely dehydrated. You just add boiling water to it. The mylar can hold the heat, so you just let it rehydrate in the bag and eat it right out of it. Yep. That's so. currently. There's several companies that do that right now. Like uh, right. this last trip I just went on uh, on the North Shore. Um, I'll have to test some recipes yeah. and I'll send you out and backpack it and you'll have to let me yeah. know. I'll how, tell you. I mean, go. the best one that I've had so far, let's see, I had three different ones when I was on there. And the best flavor anyways for, out of all of them was the uh, Chili Mac is what I had. So, yeah. And that was definitely the best. I don't know if it was the MREs, easier to dry or what. Back but. when I was in the Army, those were always, the Chili Mac was like the pinnacle of... MRE meals must be something with the sauce. I don't know. It's got to be well, and there. So there were two that always got hit up first, and it was the chili mac because the main meal, the chili mac, was delicious. The other was a chicken that had the consistency of styrofoam. It was absolutely <laughs> horrific, but it came with a bag of Skittles, oh. and you don't get uh, candy you, yeah. in the army. So that little fun sized bag of Skittles was worth its weight in gold. <laughs> get out of fire guard duty by trading skittles i i guess i can kind of see that because i had a chicken and rice one when i was out there well, let me tell you they didn't season it properly because it wasn't that great but the chicken also had did a, not probably had a good. damn good snack though didn't it no 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 no. because well when you're backpacking it's literally you're just buying the meals oh so i got you i didn't so have it's that it's just the okay. main course it's not oh, i have great already. snacks i bring sour patch kids with me there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah nice but it was not good and I, what i ended up doing was just dumping piles of hot sauce in it because it just was seasoned terribly but okay there's one that everybody goes crazy about it's a cheesecake brownie and basically you pour your boiling water in the bag and it basically cooks a brownie right there and everybody goes hmm. crazy about it last time i went to go buy them they were sold out so i didn't get to try them but nice. that's pretty neat but those are really expensive too so if you could find a way to bring that cost down that might be a really good market to get into see i think i could though because the way i was thinking about doing it would be simple things like french onion soups or something where the mushroom is your main you know meaty portion of the meal and then it's just you know noodles and seasoning so it's, it's not like it would be anything incredibly expensive part of the problem is we would need a cottage food license to be able to do that because it's right. more than one season and I'm not sure in Minnesota, I haven't looked into it too much yet, but uh, most places you need access to a commercial kitchen to do that stuff, even dehydrating the food. Um, so if you're in with a restaurant and you can rent their kitchen, that's one option. But to build a commercial kitchen and go through all the inspection processes is incredibly expensive. So it's something I definitely want to experiment with, you know, locally handing out uh, so that when the time comes, that's an option. The well, other thing, too, with the cottage foods is um, you have to be conscious of how much you're actually making. 
Because if your business grows too big while you're only on a cottage food license, um, then you have to apply for a different license, which I don't know what it's called, but once you hit $78,000 in sales, like that's it for your cottage foods. Now you have to move up into new licensing. Right. They've got to get their cut. So. Well, mm-hmm. I'd love to sample some shit for you. I don't know if you get either of you guys listened to our listen to our podcast or not very often or not, but uh, the last episode we had a chef on, and he was, well, two episodes ago, actually, but we had a chef on, and he was talking about how he basically prepares his own, well, so he used to prepare all of his own food, like, he would bring, he would literally, he his bag is so heavy, he brings steaks out there and shit, oh, wow. but, because uh, he's a backpacker as well, um, but what he started doing was just buying, like, freeze-dried shit uh, online, and right. then he would mix his own his own food together. So he's making mm. his own soups and stews out there, basically prepackaging it before he goes out. So I've been looking at the freeze dryer. That thing's about five grand. Yeah. Right. That's why you it's, can just uh, buy it online. You can just buy in bulk. You can buy free dried food. Like, and they freeze dry the meat properly because I guess freeze dried meat's kind of a challenge. So right. Yeah. I want to try freeze dried Skittles. Apparently, that's a big phenomenon. I got a couple of people in our Discord that have a freeze dryer, and apparently, they were having a hard time even finding Skittles because. I guess they're just incredible when you freeze around. Changes the texture. I saw, um, I was at the fair. I saw a place that was selling like all different types of freeze dried candy. Yeah, so do we. Was that, yeah. Yeah, we were there too. I'd yeah. like to try some. I don't, I don't know that I've eaten anything freeze dried before. Um, Have you ever had that freeze dried ice cream before? Dippin' Dots. Di- oh, you know what? Yeah, that would be the only thing I, I think it is. Dippin' Dots freeze dried? I think so. Oh. It's either freeze dried well, or how about that? A- no, it's yeah, called astronaut it's astronaut candy. That shit's freeze dried. It's called know. astronaut ice cream. I mean, I haven't heard. You of ever that. had those? Mm. Oh, yeah, if you never had them, <laughs> I'm about to say the weirdest sentence you ever heard. If you want to get some astronaut um, uh, ice cream, just go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest <laughs> sentence I've okay. ever fucking said. You know, yeah, I uh, they have it there. I don't go to Hobby Lobby because I don't have Halloween stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, don't. why don't they have Halloween stuff? Because they're like super Christian. Really? So no, is the Halloween part of that? Oh, no, that's right. That's part evil. of why they're closed on Sundays, right? Yeah. Do yeah. It. Halloween's evil. So I gotta wear my Satan shirt more in there. <laughs> I did get a nice uh, damn cat hair <laughs> canvas <laughs> tapestry from there. That was pretty decent. Well, anyway, just walk in there and then go to the end cap, and you can get uh, astronaut ice cream. I'm not saying it's good, but it's freeze dried ice cream, which is the weirdest fucking thing. It's like you're eating <laughs> sherbet. I'll try it. Or it's like the rainbow ice cream. So it's got chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. It's just like that ice cream, only it dissolves in your mouth. You like all that cat hair? <laughs> you just wipe cat hair all over me. Bro, it's not my fault. Flying the, cat, around. the cat's got to sit on my ass all the time. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, um, anything else you guys have taken away from being uh, you know, more connected to that? I don't know if it's more connected to the outdoors. You guys duck hunted before, but has it made you more connected to the outdoors, being camping out there or whatever you know what has made me more connected to the outdoors being outside psychedelics oh really yeah you guys want to talk about that a little bit or what yeah i mean we can we talked about psychedelics uh, on a recent episode too right that that's sort of what sent me down this path um i was never one to eat a whole lot of mushrooms but i i tried psychedelics for the first time you know a little over a year ago and uh it has changed my life completely um I don't know, the way that you feel connected to the world and, and your environment and everything around you, each other. And for me specifically, I grew up with a lot of really messed up stuff that I didn't believe affected me. Um, I was recently diagnosed with PTSD and thought it was kind of a joke because it, it didn't, I didn't have you know episodes where I'd be panicked or anything like that. And my psychiatrist explain that uh, there are forms of PTSD where you can get stuck in the middle of emotions and not experience extreme highs that normal people experience as well as not experience extreme lows. You isolate your emotions. And I realized that with psychedelics, I see that now because I've experienced happiness in capacities that I never have before or love. I've had a conversation with Nick where I was almost in tears because the amount of love that I felt for him and everyone around me in that moment was more than I realized was capable or possible. And it kind of made me feel guilty that other people have felt that type of love or that level of love for me my whole life, but I've never been able to reciprocate it because I was capped. 
Um, and then that does come with lows as well, though, that you experience where I started to recognize depression and anxiety in ways that I had been able to previously block out, but it, it connects you and everything and everyone in a way that's, I guess you can only, it's hard to put it into words unless you experience it. It's very difficult to describe, but, um, I am not the same person that I was a year ago and it has been incredibly beneficial for me and the people in my life. Yeah, I can second everything you just said. I mean, <clears throat> somewhat having to do with psychedelics, but for me, not exactly having to do with psychedelics either. I mean, that's one way that I've heard a lot of people figure shit out, but I can definitely say, like, feel exactly how you were feeling. So I mean, they're incredible therapy sessions. I mean, I've mm -hmm. sat down and packed a lot of, you know, work into a single night where I just come out of it realizing things, trying to have a better connection. Uh, I've never been good at uh, empathy or putting myself in other people's shoes and understanding where they're coming from. And it's been sort of a block for me in relationships because it makes you kind of an asshole, you know? Yep. And to give me the ability to switch that role and put things into perspective for me has been crucial in building relationships with the people I care about. Um, you know, my children, my wife, you know, Nick, uh, anybody who happens to be around me in those moments. Uh, it's, it's incredible medicine. I feel like I was a, on a similar trajectory there with what you were saying. So especially not feeling empathy or not like I didn't really give a fuck about anybody else. Right. Like I'll just admit that right now. Like I was so, I, I don't know. If, yeah. I guess I just had to work a bunch of shit out, but I guess I was so self-centered. I was like, do you think that you didn't care about people though? Because you lack the ability to see their perspective and where they were coming from. Yeah, I think a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's also why I was so argumentative. I, I mean, I still argue now, like I'm more, more debating or like I'll see the other side, you know, but like before I was just like, you can't see how I'm thinking. I obviously can't see how you're thinking. So you're an idiot, like pretty much kind of, kind right. of that thing, you know, that's uh similar to the experience I've had, but I think before I tried psychedelics, I was pretty empathetic. So I, mm -hmm. um, didn't really have that kind of a shift but what it's done for me is given me kind of the ability to stop and look at what's in front of me and really think about um just like the world and things that are happening in a different way from where i normally did mm -hmm. yeah yeah i do find myself a lot uh i don't know i'm way more open to people's ideas so <laughs> pictures falling over this is a theme all the pictures fall off the walls nice um yeah i'm way more open to people's uh not just what they are saying or what they think. Like uh, when we go musically, for instance, I'm so much more open to people's music thoughts. So like somebody like mumble rap, for instance, I would have never fucking listened to mumble rap before, but somebody presented to me a mumble rap artist and explained to me why they like him. And then I started listening to it in the frame of mind that they had. And I was like, Oh, this is actually kind of good. So like, it's stuff like that. That's kind of strange, you know? Right. <laughs> and what the person said was kind of funny because they're like, Yo, man, and Lil Baby is one of the only mumble rap artists I listen to. But he's like, you you listen to Lil Baby? I was like, no, nah, I don't really listen to rap, uh, like mumble rap too much. I listen to other types of rap. And he goes, well, you listen to all that metal, all that screaming shit. And I go, yeah, what about it? And he goes, uh, I mean, it's like the same stuff. They're just making noises. And I was so like, it's mumble, mumble rock? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I guess that's when I started listening to Lil Baby and like parts where you can tell he's like, just slurring his words together because he's mumbling. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just making like a cool noise at this point. Okay. <laughs> like I'm all, I'm really into it when there's like a breakdown in a rap song and they're just bop, 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 because I'm like, oh yeah, they're making noises that I could never fucking imagine making. So I get, I can see that. I'm holding this now. Yeah, that's good. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I, I don't know. Out. We <laughs> had those uh, three mics attached to that at once when we had to set up over here. I don't know why it's not working now. But... I think I've just figured out you can't breathe on it or look at it. And it's okay. fine. I gotta get some better mics set up. So, so. Um, swinging back to the music, let me ask you about camp. Yeah, you put me onto camp. Oh yeah, where did Love you camp. hear them? So the first time I ever heard camp, Emily showed me. Uh, well, didn't show me. She, we were just driving around together, and she listens to that type of music a lot. Okay. And she played camp, and then I remember like ten minutes before she played camp, or like before it came on her playlist, I was talking about how. I'm so much more open to music now, and I've tried every type of music. Okay. And I even try to listen to country, and I have yet to find country music that I like. I try. I really do. I listen to country music now, but I don't like any of it. 
And then when Camp came on, I asked her, I was like, I'm really into this. Like, this song specifically is after, it was like the third time I heard the song, which is the one that I showed you. By and by. By and by. And I was so, like, I really like this. Is this country? And she said, technically, it's not country. And I was like, well, this is, I like this. I think Camp classifies themselves, I might be wrong about this, as uh, folk and country. Right. And you can um, hear that come out in them is sometimes. Is that like what Tyler Childers is? Would no, see, Tyler, Tyler Childers, he's yeah. like, he's more country. I feel like yeah, I connect a lot of his. I like his like folk style music. So here's the thing about Camp. I'm gonna give a recommendation to your viewers to listen to Camp. Any song doesn't matter what song. You put me onto them, and I heard that song, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then uh, a couple days later, I listened to it again, and I was like, yeah, this song is really good. And then a few days later, I listened to it again, and now for the last four weeks, I haven't listened to a single other band than Camp. I've listened to every single one of their songs yeah, dude, for the last month. So good. Never heard so of it. I love all of their music. All of it. And, it's, and everything is incredible. In the same light, like I said, like I really like uh, By and By when I was playing in Emily's mm-hmm. car. And then I remember I went and started listening to their music at work. And every time By and By came on, I was like, fuck yeah. And like I like all their other music too. And a similar thing happened when, because uh, I already listened to Dax before. But you showed mm-hmm. me Dear Alcohol as like, uh, right. here's, what, here's how I describe oh. it to people. It's like if country was made. If if a rapper made country and country didn't exist yet, that's right. what that's what yeah. your alcohol is. Well, songs like those is it's weird because I didn't like them. I liked them, but they weren't like the best songs I ever heard um, at first. But then the more I listened to them, the more I liked them. And now I have a playlist going, and I just call it the perfect playlist. And there's songs that mm. like a lot of them I just listened to. I was like, that's good. And then after time, I was like, I could listen to this song all day and not get sick of it. There's so many songs like that on there. It's like weird songs I wouldn't expect myself. Dax is another one that I really like, and I feel like all of his music, he could be any genre he wants to. Exactly. But he's just so real about his music. Like everything that he puts in, he believes 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Tony, you want to hear a little camp? I could play him. Sure. Utilize the technology. I've never heard of him. (laughs) I do want to check audio. Levels because uh, it might be a little loud. I was doing a different video and I need the audio pretty loud. So that's fine. Uh, 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 I'm spelling it wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> Dude, your, your recommended tab is a fucking war zone. <laughs> I know it's pretty bad. Anyway, uh, let's hope that this isn't too loud. Is that good for you guys? Yeah. yeah it's fine. Okay. Yeah, cool. This is obviously not a video, but we'll put it up there anyways. <laughs> I ain't gonna play the Driving whole song. Driving through West Virginia, and I've seldom been thinner. With that chip on my shoulder. And this past year I got so much older Sorry, I can't play at all, but I can skip to another section. And it's so easy to be blinded by the light To feel lonely in the night And it's blowing in the breeze, babe I got dust in my eyes and rust in my mind. I'll be on come next spring. Won't you say you love me later? Bye and bye. Anyway, so that's uh, very full that's what camp sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's got me into a whole line of people that sound like them. So right. I don't know. There's something about his voice, though, specifically. It's so, like, first of all, the guy's not even that old. Right, but it sounds like he's been through fucking like everything that life's ever thrown yeah. at anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it. he just has this withered like I'm. Yeah, I've been through their, it. Their lyrics too, the way that their lyrics are, it's like um, it takes the emotion that an artist would typically put into a song and expresses it in a way that somebody who maybe isn't as musically inclined um, can feel that emotion. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I'm glad that you like him. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me, let me, we're on music now, so let me put you on to one more okay. artist, and then maybe you'll be obsessed. Sure. Anyway, here we go. This is Donovan Woods. Have you heard of him? Uh, no, if not. I don't think I have. 
This is one of my fucking favorite songs. It's on the perfect playlist. Can't can't get over it. In the air. I don't wanna be talking on the phone every night. 6 p.m. Which time zone yours or mine? Ain't gonna worry where you are, who you with. Let's just agree, this is it. Pour the name. Hey, look at this spot. <laughs> and you can go ahead and hate me, that's just fine. It doesn't matter either way, I'm right. Anyway, so that's not like that even better. Yeah, that's just fire. And and a lot yeah. of this music is like, especially during the winter time, I really got into it because I couldn't go. I was hiking, but I couldn't go for the long backpacking trips I like to do, and that shit just makes me feel like I'm on trail. And I don't even listen to music on trail. Some about it is just Dermont like, Kennedy for me. A lot of that dude's music is freaking incredible. Like, but is yeah, is it weird to describe music as like this? Says like it's indie or whatever, or campus folk, right? Is it weird to describe? I want a whole genre. It's just hiking. It's like that's a genre of music to me. It's so strange. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. like um, I don't hike and listen to music, so I have no reason to connect those things. But when I'm listening to some artists, I'm like, "This is hiking." <laughs> Do you think it's more like music that makes you feel connected to yeah, the world? Yeah, I definitely because think in so. that hiking yeah. moment, that's kind of how you feel, you know? Yeah, I have a whole hiking playlist, and on there, I just have like, like I have like uh, uh, what's the song by Rush? The trees. Oh, um, is it called? It's called the trees. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. By Rush, and it's just they're talking about you know the woods and how well they're going to demolish. But well, <laughs> but, what they're what they're actually talking about is um, uh, our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's all meta- it's all metaphorical because it's I'm about sure it's about it, it's about the um, taller trees take all the sunlight. Yeah, the, the maple yeah, trees or, they're mm-hmm. mad at the oak trees because the oak trees get all the sunlight, right. and the oak trees are like, "Well, you should be happy to be in our shade." Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the song, it's like a lumberjack comes through and makes sure that everything's perfectly equal. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't but, know. as so an arborist, that's stuff. a very <laughs> weird metaphor because <laughs> ironwoods love being in the shade. There's yeah. plenty of understory trees right. that so like that, where they're that's, at. That's the thing, though, is that. The oaks are arrogant, and they say you should you should enjoy being in our shade. And the maples are like, no, we want some sunlight, even though that's not the best thing for them. Right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so stuff like that's on there. And then, like, I have a lot of this music that I got into. I got into because I listened to backpacking podcasts, and and on there they've had uh, on one of the biggest ones I listened to, they've had two people who are artists, like musical artists, who have through hiked long trails, and one of them, the song "Walking Slow." By animal ears it really got me into like this whole hiking music thing because walking slow is literally a song about hiking so it really and it's got that folk indie vibe and so it really made me get connected in that way so anyway there's so many things i could connect to nature now that i'm interested in it so have you seen some of these people hooking things up to like trees and mushrooms and shit and making music from them yeah i have mushrooms that stuff is crazy <laughs> like they legitimately put off a frequency that makes like musical notes and shit and they like communicate it's fucking weird there's a guy on tiktok that i've seen a lot that um you know how like you can run your guitar through like a like a pedal and into your amp and he runs it through just all kinds of different stuff and it just makes weird sounds come out of the guitar hmm. so have you seen the <laughs> has nothing to do with what you guys were saying <laughs> have you guys <laughs> ever seen the guy who uh who plays guitar over random other like videos or like memes and like he did uh the pig squealing contest it's like farmers will have a big pig squealing kind of here pick a pick a pick i've seen you know? that one and yeah. then he's playing guitar over it well yeah. he did he did one for like uh Who's the crazy preacher guy? Burn! Oh. You know that guy. <laughs> oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Kenneth, it's uh, right. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. Copeland. Yeah, he yep. did one for his sermon where he's talking about COVID nineteen. <laughs> it's just the breakdown. Of, oh, right. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. 
You shall not enter my temple. <laughs> Isn't that that's the guy that said um, that he has to fly on a private plane because he doesn't want to fly with demons? He, yeah, yeah, he can't fly with regular people because he can't be influenced by the demons. No, well, is that what he, but his exact well, quote? Yeah, is, yeah. I can't fly I can't in fly a tube with, filled with demons. Filled with demons. Yeah. And then somebody asked yeah. what he his meant. explanation <laughs> yeah. was that regular people are influenced by demons more mm-hmm. than he is. But yeah. he, he basically just said like, "You're beneath me." Yeah. <laughs> so give me a private jet. Yeah, that guy's fucking bad shit. Anyways, that guy. Yeah, that, I don't know why that reminded me of that, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> that guy can play music over anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on and talking about your guys' uh, little business and talking about some of your other hobbies that we didn't touch on the other times you guys I don't were like on. The way so. you just said that. Yeah. Thanks for talking about your little business. Your little business. Oh, okay, here uh, we'll do another one. Uh, thanks <laughs> listen, for coming on and talking about empire. your guys' overly successful, very <laughs> popular <laughs> business. That's empire the type of, of mushrooms. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know what I meant, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we got to touch on some other stuff we didn't really get to t- touch on before. The last time you were on, it wasn't even like a real like episode. Like, yeah, I remember there was like that seven was just of sort us of a hangout. Yeah, that was uh, that was just a hangout session. In our new, right. in our new, um, in our new intro for the channel, when you go on YouTube, there's an you know you can upload your new intro video for people mm-hmm. who aren't subscribed. I put every guest who's been on up until a couple episodes ago with a little clip from their episode. That's the whole intro. And the part where it's all just us chilling and, like, you guys all introduce yourselves and then it gets to Mitchell and you, I'm Mitchell. (laughs) 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 I laugh so hard every time I get to that part. Nice. It's so good. Anyway, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Yeah, we were talking about the psychedelics. I just wanted to add a note to that. Me and Nick have both consequently pretty much quit drinking. And it wasn't like yeah. we made a conscious decision. I had a case of beer set in the fridge for like three months, and I noticed I would crack them open, drink about half of it, and waste it. And it just got to a point where I told my wife, don't bother buying me beer. I haven't been drinking it. And I, I'm not sure why. It's just it had absolutely zero appeal to me. And you're talking yeah. about a guy who brewed beer for years and drank heavily. You know, I, I would average probably five, six beers a night, a little heavier on the weekend. I brewed my own beer and drank a lot. I didn't think I ever had a problem with alcohol. I do see now, though, that I did not have a healthy relationship with alcohol. But that pretty much, it, it just disappeared. And we were talking about it when we went out to dinner the other night, and I had brought it up, and he was shocked because he had the exact same yeah, experience. I, was, I, I just thought maybe there was something going on that I just didn't feel like drinking. But, I mean, I went to bingo with some friends, and we were at the bar, and they're ordering drinks, and I just, you know, had a soda. Huh. Right. And there, yeah. I've been reading a lot more about people uh, researching with it, treating, you know, addictions and things like alcohol abuse and drug addiction and stuff. And it, I bet you uh, that could help. It somehow reworks the pathways in your brain to reset that desire. I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but there are a tremendous amount of people seeing success in categories like that. Hmm. Well, not from psychedelics. I don't drink anymore either. And I can confirm, like, so I didn't have... I don't feel like I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol at all, um, but I, I quit for, well, really no reason at all. I just quit to quit and uh, just see if I could do it for a while, you know. And and uh, and now, like when I go to like a, a restaurant, I don't even look at the drink menu. Like I don't even think about it. Right. So like I think that no matter how you end up quitting, right. eventually you're just going to stop, you know. Your well, maybe it's something where like again. you've experienced spiritual growth yourself through other means, mm-hmm. you know, connecting yourself to the world, going out, you know, basically meditating and hiking. Uh, maybe it's just something where like the growth that you get from psychedelics, mm-hmm. it, you no longer desire that type of stuff anymore. Yeah, and if I'm you not could, sure. If you could find that in any other way, I mean, yeah. it's, well, I mean, I know you can. There's, yeah, there's exactly. tons of people that meditate and claim, you know, the exact same success that psychedelics give you. The only issue with that is it takes a long time mm-hmm. the, you know learning to meditate and taking that path is a great path to go down but it can take you years to right. where psychedelics might open that up they can open know. it up in yeah. an evening exactly you know so yeah. i just thought that was really interesting but i haven't even thought about that until you just said it either yeah. it's like i quit drinking just by choice because and i don't even think about it all really so yeah and my thing is like i haven't quit drinking like yeah. I'll, I'll you know i'll have a beer but that's the thing is, like, before it was like, well, I'll have, like, six, seven beers. Right. And now right. it's like, well, yeah, I'll have yeah, a beer. I mean, when we're still at restaurants, I'll grab a beer. But I notice now it's like if I do go grab a beer at a restaurant, it's one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'm leaving with something still in the glass. Yeah. No, and, and I've been thinking about that, too, is, like, I haven't touched alcohol in 
it'll be a year next month. And wow. a part of me does go, maybe I should have a beer with with a burger, you know? But, right. And maybe I will do that at some point. But I don't really think about it that much. I go in, like, we just went to Fuji the other day, and I was, like, looking at their drinks. And I didn't give a shit about any of the alcoholic beverages. Right. <laughs> like, so weird. It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird how your mind can just change like that, you know? It is. Yeah. It is really weird. I think we could all use a lot more of that in this environment we're living in well now. yeah and i feel like if more people took that path you know and, and some and found whatever they needed to do to quit to quit drinking so much that we could drink way more responsibly as like well, with, people. Yeah. with anything not just alcohol you know just to have a healthy relationship with any of the substances in your life you exactly. know food yeah. alcohol you know there's lots of unhealthy you can habits still enjoy we, it without having to overindulge you know exactly so, yeah. But then that would murder the bar scene, so we can't have that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you guys again for coming on. Um, you guys want to plug anything you already did earlier on, but if you want to give it a reminder to people. Yeah, so uh, our Facebook is Monster Family Mushrooms. Uh, same with our Instagram. And uh, TikTok. It didn't fit on TikTok, so I think it's Monster Family Mushrooms, but I'm, I'm sure you type it in, it'll pop up yeah. either way. So we, it will, No, we should be Monster Family Mushrooms on everything. I don't think it fit on TikTok. Well, either way, yeah, type in Monster Family Mushrooms. That's what we are on everything. Uh, we are working on a website, so we'll get that out soon. Cool. Um, but yeah, if you want to go on those media platforms and give us a follow, we'll be constantly updating and plugging most of our information on those platforms. So. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to be on an episode, you can email youarethehostpod at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to stay updated, make sure you hit subscribe. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Again, my name is Jake. We'll see you next time. Bye.